This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed under the site in this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hey, and welcome to the Edutech Guys. Come to you live from Hope Public Schools in Hope, Arkansas, and also sponsored by the Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative in Hope, Arkansas. I want to give a big shout out to CDWG, who has provided us with some equipment for the show. And uh, welcome. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And here pretty soon, uh, David Henderson, our other co-patriot and evil guy on the radio, will uh, <laughs> also call in. He is uh, on an errand to pick up Kevin Honeycutt from the airport in Little Rock and deliver him to a conference in Conway. <laughs> and so they will be traveling in their car, or someone's car, David's car, I presume. I think it's David's car. Just a random car that they picked up at the airport. That's what it is. It's just this a random car. unlocked. We'll go for it. They're going to pick up a random car and take a ride in it. Um, <laughs> they're going to... And then the, they will be on the show uh, coming live from the car. Woo! Which will be kind of cool. Yes. Oh, we've never done a... It'll be, it'll be an adventure. An adventure. We've never done a true mobile show, have we? <laughs> no. And this, this will be about as mobile as it gets, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and I have moved to our alternate hidden location um, to the back broadcast cave. the show. <laughs> yeah, this is actually, and it's funny you would say cave, because <laughs> this is kind of a cave. Exactly. We are in an undisclosed basement in an undisclosed city. Oh, no. Well, we told you we were in Hope, so I guess you know Darn it, you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> but now find us if you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said, David uh, should be giving us a ring-a-ding. Anytime here, we hope uh, that he will, and uh, we'll get him on the line. Uh, on today's show, like I said, we will have Kevin Honeycutt, and uh, David will be coming in uh, remotely. Uh, not a lot going on tech-wise, edutech-wise, in uh, the old podcast sphere. It's been a very quiet week. It, it really has, has been a very quiet it's week. It's been yeah. just quiet across the board, not just in edutech news, but just... In the schools, it's just, I think everybody is in the, the testing lull. Just get head down, test, get it over with, get done. I think you're right. And you know, it's interesting. This is the, 
you know, the very end of colleges and universities finish up pretty much this month, mm. you know, first week of, of May. So they're, they're getting close to finals time. And yep. uh, this is all testing for the state of Arkansas. And most places around the country are doing benchmarks or standards tests or something along that. So you're right, it's a little quiet. Uh, I do know something that I, I read this week that was quite interesting. And it was um, about the new Apple Watch. Nope. And uh, first it was a rumor that it was going to be thinner. Oh, right. But now some resor- some sources say they're going to release it in May at WD- WWDC. Is that right? WWDC? Worldwide Developer Conference? Yeah, yeah WWDC. <laughs> they're going to release it, but all it is is a is a guts refresh. Yeah. That's all it is. They're going to probably, you know, up the processor on it or right, something exactly. like that. Which is, which is pretty cool. Because Greg, Greg actually wears an Apple Watch. I did. I just I finally broke down and got one. Uh, it's... I, you know, I debated for a long time. Like, do I get an Apple Watch? Do I not get an Apple Watch? It's a, it's a fair amount of money. Do I really need it? And I, gosh, I have added more features and apps to my phone and iPad and watch in the past week or two than I have in like the past six months of just using my regular iOS stuff. It's been it's been really interesting. Um, there's all sorts of features that I just like, oh, yeah, I didn't know I needed this in my life, and I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I needed Thanks to Apple for adding something to my life. Exactly. You know, my wife and my oldest daughter have Apple Watches, and yep. they actually say that they use their phone less. Yeah, it's true. It really is. That's really interesting. I mean, I, I, I have a, a, you know, a Martian watch, which right. just alerts me. That's all it does. Right, exactly. Little green guy else. with an antenna on top of his Yeah. Hey, you've got to He shoots me with a small laser. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Any motion. I have a small hair removal on my arm. So, <laughs> laser hair removal. But you know, it, it changed my life. I don't pull my phone out of my pocket as right, much. Exactly. It's like, okay, is this an email that's like some guy who wants to send, send, get in touch with me, sell some new products, or is this like a teacher who actually needs yeah. help? You know, I, I could see if I could actually respond back to the phone. Do we ever need a need for me to take it out? Yeah. So that's really awesome. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a whole set of new Apple Watch commercials that have come out this week. I love the cookie watch. The cookie the cookie the, monster the, Apple Watch the commercial. Siri, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh is the, there the a watch high... commercial with cookie monster? Oh, no, excuse oh, me. The, the, uh, yeah, there's a Siri commercial. There's that. a whole set that's come out with uh, athletes. One of them has Alice Cooper, the heavy metal rocker. He's playing golf, oh. and he's doing poorly. Hmm. And then his watch tells him that he's done enough of his of his actions for the day, and he right. goes, and he finishes and puts <laughs> the on his arm, walks off the screen. Uh. Very, very intriguing to me. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I understand they're going to release. Uh, they're going to try to release some stuff um, in May, right? Which typical refresh. Yeah, typical refresh, and just to you know get the market kind of excited a little bit out there. I guess is what they're going to do with that. But um, yeah, that's a. Uh, a big deal. You know, the other thing I was looking at last night, we're, all, we're always looking for... <laughs> we hear a David. That is the alarm. That's what that is. That's letting us know that David is uh, is coming online. Oh, oh, let's see if we can get some... Hey, audio. David, hey, man, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, man, I'm getting there. Yeah, we can hear you. All right, hang on. <laughs> Don't wreck the car, man. Now we get to have right. live on the I don't know what live. you can see, so that's it close is a, enough. It's a glorious shot of the steering wheel. It's line. a glorious it's shot. I, I can see Kevin. See. Yeah, there we there go. you go. That's great. There. That better? Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, let me. Uh, our shot is almost as good. Can you hear me... okay? Yeah. There we go. We'll pull you guys back a little ways. And... So you can see where we're coming from. We're coming from the back cave today. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Actually, actually, I can't quite tell where you're coming from, and it's probably better if I don't look and try to figure it out. <laughs> you you watch the road. <laughs> yeah, we just want to hear you, that's all. Hey, Kevin, hey, did you have a good flight? Yeah, it's all right. That's cool. Let me, uh, hang on a sec, let me adjust 
There. We should be able to hear you better now. Is the volume all the way up on the phone? Uh, probably not. It's the future. It's the future. <laughs> it's the future. Okay, how's that? Better? Wow. Jeez, so freaking bad. Yeah, what? <laughs> it was funny. We were talking. We're actually live. We've been on the air for a bit. We've been talking about a few things. And uh, and then uh, Steve Miller came on with Stuck in the Middle with you. So that was, yeah. that was our alarm that you were calling in. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Boom. I knew who it was. Here I am. Uh, stuck stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle. I mean, that's Steelers, that's Steelers wheel, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Hey, uh, so yeah, a great flight. We're glad to have you guys coming to us. I, as I said today, you're coming to us mobile. This is our first true mobile experience. Exactly. Podcast from the road. Yeah. It was an old podcast called Driving Questions and Education. It was from the road every time. From yeah, car. You, yeah, you were doing that. That was me. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, that is awesome. I didn't know you were setting me up, man. Go on, you, go on YouTube and look up Half Crash Latte. You'll see me doing my podcast, and I get crashed into at Starbucks in the drive-thru. Oh, <laughs> that's all great. on air. I'm going to put that in the notes. That's going in the notes right now. Half crash lock. Half crash Reach over and close the laptop, because I just know when the police arrive, they're going to blame the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's the one behind me that did it. That's right. <laughs> so, now, where, tell us where you guys, now, where are you heading? What's going on? What's going on with you? This weekend, this week, we are headed uh, right now. We're actually headed to Conway, uh, and then um, starting tomorrow and Friday, we will be at the uh, Education Service Center. Can you hear us? Yeah, man. Greg. Greg is giving some gestures. I, I'm not quite sure they're appropriate. There we go. There. <laughs> That's why it's radio. Right, Greg's hat. Greg's hat, cool hat. <laughs> yeah, he does. Thank He's you. got a bunch of those. That's right. All right, so uh, we're going to be at the uh, uh, Education Service Center uh, in a little town outside of Conway, up in Plummerville. Plummerville. Yeah. I mean, and uh, we, uh, what we're doing is uh, we're having uh, a conference. It's called the TIE Conference, T-I-E. It is the Technology Infused Education Conference, and uh, am I yelling? I feel like I'm yelling. No, you're not. no, you're good. You're good. All right, and um, it's a it's a program that was started back in uh, 2007 ish. Hang on, rush hour traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think I, I was thinking about this on the way up. I I think I think Kevin, Kevin and Tammy Wooster, I think were the first two folks we had at that conference yeah. back then. Um, and uh, Kevin and I have been buddies ever since, as far as that goes. Maybe there's a Volkswagen outside look like a catfish. Remember yes, that? yes. That yes, the catfish Volkswagen bug. Yeah, I can repost, I'll, re, I'll repost that on uh, Twitter so you can get a picture. It was cool. It is cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was years ago. What was that, five years ago? Six? Uh, I think more than that, yeah. Because that, that had to have been. Because you were still. Well, you've been you back a couple of times. Sophomore in high school. Yeah, sophomore in high school. You used to wear that kilt you used to wear. That's right, that's right. Yeah. The kilt with the. Uh, see, back in those days. You're big on Scottish heritage. I, I, was, uh, I didn't say nothing. I was, I was sporting quite the. Uh, uh, oh, crud. No, I uh, forget it. I can't that's back when you had a ponytail, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, close to it. 
I, I had the whole, you know, business in the front, party in the back deal. <laughs> the mullet. I, I really did. Yeah, the mullet. Thank you. It's hard to concentrate on words when I'm driving. I can't. Yeah. I can't think and drive at the same time. I'm scared. <laughs> So this is a two-day conference, isn't it? Uh, Thursday and it Friday. Yes, yes, and and during the conference, um, we're actually going to have multiple breakout sessions. Uh, in fact, I looked at the schedule just a little bit ago, and uh, we're going to have uh, a session that is aimed at uh, some of some of the more uh, advanced, cool things you can do in Google um, with uh, Google Apps. Uh, I think there's a there's a, at least a session on uh, Classroom itself. Um, basically the makeup of this conference, um, the, the way this works, we reached out to the, if I remember correctly, we reached out to all the co-ops back then and said, Hey, send us a couple, a couple of names. You have to pardon me. I got the hiccups out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> driving down the road, got the hiccups, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> um, but we reached out to the co-ops and said, you know, hey, send us a couple of names of the folks who in those days were doing some tech integration stuff. And uh, and so it, and it's just kind of grown since then. Um, started with a grant, and then uh, we were granted additional monies from uh, ADE. So we cover all kinds of things. Kevin's main focus, well, I'm not sure what Kevin's main focus is going to be. <laughs> what, what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to look at some of his uh, launch me stuff. Uh, and so that, uh, you know, helping teachers, especially we've got some really good folks involved. In fact, we've had several of them on uh, the show before. Susan Gilly is one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so she's she's one of our Thai folks. And my my goal in trying to get in fact, you know, I was I kind of helped persuade the powers that be to, to get Kevin in here and and to really focus on the power up side or the. Uh, launch me side is uh pardon me that those folks who are doing things for their school in their classroom where they're kind of the, the local superstar and maybe they've done some outside stuff take them to the next level take them to the honeycut the, the kevin honeycut level you know what i'm saying yeah so that's what the launch me at least i from what I understand, that's what the launch me does. I could be way wrong, and we're just shooting people out of the building. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you can land them back on a on a water based drone, you're you're right up there with everybody else, man. I, I, I we we could we could try that. I think we could work on that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think we have all these like local heroes, these these cult of personality teachers who are really good, but when they're not connected, they're very vulnerable. Hmm because they're at the mercy of the next school board election or the next hire that doesn't understand what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they're rock stars one minute and they're gone the next. And so the sooner we get them connected to the larger networks of people so that the world knows who they are and the world checks in with the school and the school realizes the world notices and suddenly they are some pig and they won't become bacon. Yeah. <laughs> kind of in a hurry to get them connected to a larger world so they don't become, I don't know, I, I think, the difference between global and snow global you know they can be great inside the snow globe but if they're not global they're they're vulnerable and their programs are vulnerable and their kids are vulnerable right. um, to everyone just not seeing the value and they go away overnight and we've seen that happen over and over so how do we get them connected and I don't mean just to get 
credit for the sales, but to, to, to get visibility for the program, for student success, for why Maker Works, STEM Works, Team Works, whatever they're doing, to back their play in a bigger world than the local. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're, you're kind of the app sumo of the education world. You're going to help those folks get out there. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times they don't get it. They don't get the value of that yet. And they don't get their vulnerability yet because <laughs> they're freshmen. They're all excited. They, but they don't get that the winds can change pretty quick, mm. you know? Yeah. Things can go away. So, you know, how do you, how do you build, a, what's the word, sustainability? You know, and I think that comes with uh, the world noticing. For some reason, local systems notice when the world notices. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, something else I noticed, too, is that when uh, those when they're in their small little, they're contained at their level, and they're not really getting their word out, and they're not getting any, any, any there you go, that that's a boys, and that a boys, and things like that, then they can actually slow down, and they stop growing. So, you know, a, a network like LaunchMe can make sure that they continue to grow their product. Yeah. And I think when you start comparing yourself to other people and you start seeing, look, there's a lot of good stuff going on, it somehow feeds your fire. Um, and also going to conferences, meeting other people and finding out that you're on a road, a continuum that with lots of other people. When you're a local hero, you can do one good thing and you think, well, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, exactly. No, 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 that's the beginning. That's how, that's how change starts, but that's not how it keeps going. Right, we gotta we gotta keep feeding ourselves with other people and other influences, and not get incestuous in our thinking from one state to another, from one school to another, from one country to another. You know. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So the platform, the the Launch Me platform, are you guys gonna blow it out like, you know, forums, uh, you know, like a Slack kind of thing, so that there's there's all these open forums and you know help, helping the communication, you know, being the basis for the communication. We have a, a Facebook group. Now, LaunchMe, up until now, has been a group of uh, presenters who are trying to get beyond their local zip code, right? But LaunchMe for teachers, and we also do LaunchMe for students, because we think that kids, if they're doing great things, should be putting that out there globally, too, because who knows what scholarship is looking for them from three states away, and they haven't even looked for it yet. So we think... Great student work should also be viral and should be out there and global. So, um, you know, we haven't, Ginger and I haven't really looked at taking that Facebook community and blowing it out, but we are open to that kind of thing. I think we, we could pick up a hashtag or two and see what, I mean, this may be the shot heard around the world, this be. particular thing here. I think a lot of people don't get that Teachers Global isn't a threat. Like, a lot of people are afraid if teachers ever saw their possibilities, they'd quit and go somewhere else. Right. Well, okay, so I challenge you to make your schools worth working in, number <laughs> one. Um, and then they won't leave. But also, a great Jedi teacher probably needs to get out beyond the cornfields of local just to feed their fire so they won't want to leave. I think right. they may stay longer if you, if you, if you reinforce them, if, if you invest in them. You know, I think smart systems let their Jedis go out and flex their lightsaber power once in a while <laughs> there you go. That's right. so they either one don't just die you know of, of inattention or two leave for better options I, I think a good leader sees this understands this and invests in this right yeah I think you're right you know making sure that they're getting the getting the nurturing they need locally so they stay local 
Because those Jedis have got to train Padawans. You know, and if they don't train Padawans, then you got to have those local ones hanging out there to make sure that, you know, they're... And, and you're right. That's I think that's the biggest problem we're finding, to me, what I see. I, and me personally, my biggest deal is is that I've got a big voice, and I'm a big boy, and I like a lot of big, big ideas. But I'm, locally, it's I've, I've pinnacled. I've hit the top. Nobody wants to hear me talk anymore. <laughs> right. Maybe, right. maybe that's a bad thing or a good thing. <laughs> well, think about this. You know, you hire new teachers, and you're a brand new teacher, right? You just walked into a system. You see a whole bunch of people that have tenure or they've been there a long time, right? And they're doing 10 years ago. You see one crazy person, right? And people are afraid of that person. But most of the cool stuff the school gets for headlines come from that place. So you got that one crazy guy versus those five Sith Lords, right? <laughs> yeah. We're outnumbered right now. So if we're going to grow Padawans, you know, we have to get a little more gravitas. I don't. I mean, beyond local uh, recognition, that these people say, "Wow, you know, all over the world, what they're doing seems to matter more." Maybe I'll trust that one or two people over those five Sith Lords that really need to retire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But when you lose a brand new teacher to the Sith Lords, it's hard to get them back. Yes. Once they join the culture, and once they lower their game, it's extremely hard to raise your game once you lowered it. Well, I think how many of how many Padawans we lose to selling shoes or get taking a job nine to five to get out of education completely because the dark side won. You know, that's, yeah, that's I, wouldn't, the... I wouldn't blame them. You know, it's a survival thing, and a lot of schools, a lot of schools will say they have a mentoring program. They put the person with the most tenure in charge of that new Padawan. And it's not always the person with the most tenure, you know, that should be in charge of them. Right? They should carefully pick the current teachers who are doing what the school thinks is the future to be the mentors of those new teachers. Yep, I agree. You know, taking a word from and, and doing that, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I love the way I've been doing this a long time, and I and I love the way the net has changed. And I love now. David and I were talking the other day that you know we're talking about websites and the fact that we don't need content management anymore because the cloud's there now. You know, Google and all that's all out there. Twitter's there for social, Facebook, uh, Google Plus, Tumblr, all that good stuff's out there. But you know, to steal a word from current marketing, that's the hardest thing for our teachers to learn to do for themselves, for our presenters, is branding. You know, helping them get their brand out there and how to understand how to get their brand out there. I think that's a big deal. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I think that there's some misperception about brand. People fear brands because they're afraid a teacher will become an individual and divorce themselves from a system. A smart system wants to be branded too, right? What do we stand for? What does this school stand for? Who are we? Right. If you haven't built anything like that, all you have is a mission statement that's 25 years old and a white policy manual on a shelf collecting <laughs> dust, then the Padawans either have to join that sad, archaic model or build a brand. And the school would move a little faster and say, let's build a brand. Let's call ourselves something and let's let people uh, sort of join that brand or, you know, join under the banner of that brand. It's a little more exciting, a little more now, a little more hip, a little more accessible, a little more attractive to digital parents shopping for schools on Android devices. Right. You know? And so I see both both things. I see the extreme of people who get it and they're riding that front end of the wave 
you know, and I see the ones who are sort of protecting the past, in love with what they used to be, you know, polishing their snow globe, you know, of everything they used to be good at. <laughs> it's a big continuum there. Yeah. So We're being pretty like rebellious here on the road. What is it about <laughs> driving down the Something road? Something about driving. Rush yeah, hour. That's right, it makes man. you willing to say the stuff you would never say. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but I, I, you know, I think one of the things that is key here, though, is definitely the those folks in charge, whoever your whoever that administration is, whatever that administration is, that's a key part of this. Without you know, the administration has to be willing to be a part of that movement. I mean, and really, that's exactly what you're doing. You're moving from this static, we are here, we are these four walls, out to, yes, we're these four walls, but guess what? This is what we're doing. And in the process, not only is that teacher building themselves up, that you know, building that, that person up or those people up, depending on how many are involved there, but they're also helping with getting to the branding. They're also helping with the school's brand in general. So that is a sweet car. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Paint that blue. That's my wife's car. Yeah, that, man, yeah. awesome. All right. Anyway, sorry, distraction. Um, but I think that uh, <laughs> the administration has got to be such that they, A, recognize folks who are on that verge of launching out and, and who are doing cool things and then want to share that person out. So you're talking about some kind of flexible scheduling, flexible contracting. I mean, you know, something along those lines that let those folks kind of breathe beyond the, the contract that most of your teachers or most of your folks have. So that gives them that breathing room but then also to say, okay, yes, we're going to give you all that. And as you go forth and you grow, you're going to help us grow because you're talking about what school you're with. Right, exactly. Or, you know, what Did education you, service center you work for or whatever. Advertising. Yeah. I'm, you if know. they understand that, right? If they right. understand that. So I think of it like this. Most schools are like the Titanic. And you have a handful of teachers that are in speedboats out in front of the Titanic bungee to the deck, bungee to the deck. So they have flexibility, but they're still tied to the Titanic. They can go out in front of the Titanic far enough to see the icebergs, see the challenges, see the opportunities, and the Titanic can change its course ever so slowly, but change it, um, you know, with the guidance of those of those people in the speedboats. But if you, if you see that as a threat and you make them all, all come back onto the deck of the Titanic, we can't do anything. We're all just waiting for the iceberg. Right. right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's not a threat. But but help me sub-brand. So let's say I call my classroom the crazy Inman, Kansas, or Inman Schools Explorers. So I'm a sub-brand, right? I'm a sub-brand of Inman. Right. And the next school, the next classroom calls them the entrepreneurs, the Inman entrepreneurs. Inman is in the name every time. Right. If Inman is smart, they start to build a brand on top of us, Nabisco, whatever you want to call it. So people start saying, wow, that Inman school system seems to breed a whole lot of wonderful sort of uh, crazy teachers who have great big thoughts. And then it helps the entire brand. But if the brand doesn't notice those people, if it punishes them, you, you pretty much tell us to leave, right, basically. Exactly. Well, you know, right. the biggest problem that we see, that I see everywhere, 
is the leadership problem. If that captain continually wants them back on the deck, and that captain won't even let them get in the speedboats and run out front to find the gla- the icebergs, you see, we that's what we see the most is that it's it's probably inherent for the teachers to be fearful to step out because they know every time that they approach that leader, that leader is going to say, "Ah, oh, you're funny. That's cute. Go back to work and stay in your classroom." You know, we, we see that a lot. I think it's a perceived fairness issue. I think schools have always perceived themselves as fair. We're so fair, it's unfair how fair we are. (laughs) No teacher is special in a fairness situation. No child is special in a fairness situation. Look, we do the same great thing for everyone, and therefore we don't serve most people. If the people would get over fairness and start thinking we have different kinds of teachers, different kinds of kids, maybe we need to make some freedoms to support those people, the overall difference in us will actually be great for the system. Right. Exactly. And if we can do this for teachers, maybe we can do it for kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happens is you got 70, you know, let's say on a faculty, you got 30 teachers who aren't doing this and two that are. And you're afraid. Now, you're either afraid or you're a leader, but you're not both. It, you know, I was in Arkansas. August, and I heard one of the best things an administrator ever said in the opening school PD. He said, this is Arkansas, he said, any of you out there who don't or aren't willing to do anything you have to and learn anything you have to to prepare kids for their future, resign now. He said, I will write your letter of recommendation in any field other than education. Oh, man. Wow. I was sitting there going, wow, yeah. wow, oh my God. But you know, the sad part is, is that we know leaders, personally know leaders, who would make that same statement, and then every three out of four times you come into their office to say, hey, listen, this is what I want to do, and the kids are going to sell t-shirts, and they're going to make this, it's all done by the kids and everything, and they're going to say, you know, no, no. Right. I know I said this about you would do anything, but, you know, so I guess what I'm getting at is that I, I think that part of the launch for teachers has to be the changing of the ideals of the leadership. Because right. leaders, as we've learned in the current presidential election, anywhere, will say and do anything they have to do <laughs> to try to get people on their side. You know, so, I mean, making I'm, I've heard so many leaders make those statements. Oh, you need to quit our school district. I just came in and asked, can we have new soccer balls because we've been kicking around Walmart sacks full of dirt because we don't have any soccer that's balls. Right. You know, no, we give it, uh, that, I know that's a little extreme, but I, I think that, so I guess my next question is, is like, so give us a taste. As, so for, there, is there a step-by-step process for the teachers, i.e. the leaders? Is there, are you guys going to throw out, hey, these are, the, these are the 15 steps you have to do. And if you'll follow these 15 steps and these templates, then you're going to be able to do this. You know, everybody is in a different environment. Yeah. And every environment has its own vernacular, its own, its own dialect. I think part of it is realizing where you are and what the operable zone is, number one. Number two, I hope we have leaders in these discussions because when you have leaders, things can move a lot faster. If it's just teacher practitioners... We're still in that problem of not having leaders get right, it. As right. long as leaders perceive themselves as managers, as bus route planners, we got a problem. Mm. I think we have to tell leaders, we need you to be visionary. 
right? We need you to, to, to allow us to do the things we do um, and back our play, right? Yeah. And if you want something different, right? But if you're looking for the same measurables from these new things we're doing, we can't do that. We can't give you the same rubric you've always had. So be ready for this. I want to send leaders to conferences and have them come back wearing yes. smart turtlenecks and look like Steve Jobs. <laughs> I want them to have a little bit of moxie about, about, to me, if you're not willing to risk your job, you shouldn't have it. Right. Oh, yeah. there you go. Wow. But you know, and you made a good point. Oh, that's so tweetable. That's yeah. a good tweet. That, you need to tweet that, that right now. Yeah. Tweet that out, man. But, but you know, the, the beautiful, the interesting thing you said there is like, you know, Steve Jobs came back to Apple because Apple was his. And I, and I think that the problem we have with leadership in education is this, is that 99%, and I'm just throwing out a really high, stupid, ridiculous percentage there, <laughs> the majority of leaders... The majority of leaders are not like the teachers that they're leading. The teachers that they're leading, when they get to a school that they like, they have nested and they build a family and they stay and they like that local thing. Mm. But most leaders look at it as, if I, I look at everything I do as that that's my product. So what turns out for me might say Hope Public Schools on it, but the manager on the floor at that time was Jeff Madlock, and if the if if there's a recall, my name's going to come up, and my name was on that product. And I, Clip speakers, right. Clip, Clip speakers are made in Hope, Arkansas, and the people that hand make those big Clips horns and those Lascalas, yeah, the, those people live here and have lived here for generations. I mean, I had two. Yeah, the people that are out here that still work yeah. at Clips have worked there for 20, 30, 40 years. And when those speakers go out the door, they might say clips on the tag, but they say Johnson and Stevens and Woodard. You know, they say those names because that person handcrafted it. So what I'm getting at is I think a lot of our leaders, they don't take it as personally, the, the product they're turning out, because they think, ah, I, I'm going to move down the road and be a principal here somewhere else. If this doesn't work out, right? you know, I'm just going to trek on down the road and I'll, I'll be down here somewhere else. See, that, that portability without accountability is a problem. Yeah. The I can tell you the best five schools I've seen in the world in the last 10 years. In fact, I've got a list. In, in every case, right, the leader, yes, they're probably headed for other things because they're amazingly talented, but they consider what they're doing today to be part of their legacy yeah. and hugely important. Yes. So, so they're not just moving from thing to thing, lily pad to lily pad, they care about the current one because it leads to the next one. That kind of ownership or that kind of accountability is necessary. I think in the past, we hired administrators to be managers, bus route managers, people who answered angry phone calls, people who were gaskets in, in a system where hard edges weren't allowed to run into hard edges. <laughs> and now we're living in a different reality where hard edges should come in contact with hard edges, right, to cleave new new facet, yeah. new possibilities, yeah. right? And so that looks different than a manager who's there to soften everything and keep everyone happy, right? That That's over. And I think a lot of people never got the memo. Yeah, I agree. What do I, I want to talk about those crazy inspirational leaders who do get it because I think we have to somehow make that bigger. We still have to we gotta grow that. Yeah, right. When you see that attribute in an administrator, I think you've got to find some way to go to the school board, school board member, third term here, um, <laughs> and you got to say, please value this. This is an exceptional person who's doing something not everyone does. Until they value that, it, when they start valuing, I guess pioneering over safety, mm. over keeping everyone happy, mm -hmm. 
we're, we, we can begin to do what we're talking about. Right. I agree. You know, that's, I've always said, I want to run a school. I would love to run a school where my teachers never stayed over five years and they came fresh out of college. And I said, listen, you're going to become a superstar and I want you to do everything you can possibly do to make yourself a superstar where you're working in my schools. Because who's going to benefit from that? Number one, the kids are going to benefit from it. Number two, the district's going to benefit from it. And I think that would be like the most amazing, crazy school system you've ever seen. So, you know, that's, and I agree with you. It's trying to find those leaders that can grasp that concept. That's, you're right. There's very few of them out there. There's very few of them out there. I think people complain that schools are up against it politically. We're taking a beating, you know, but I haven't minded this adversarial environment because to me, the pioneering schools, we have nothing to lose right now. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Right. And I think if let's say that everything went crazy and they said, we're going to do anyone can go to school anywhere. They have vouchers. I don't fear that. Why would I fear vouchers? If I think half my my students would leave overnight, then I suck. Right. <laughs> so so wouldn't I feel half of your population if I was good? I don't, I don't mind that competitive thing. If it's if it's the current status quo, then let's use it. Yeah. They say never waste a good crisis. Right. I think we have a crisis right now. And we have a chance to go ahead and prove some things during this time when we're all up against the ropes, like Rocky taking a beating, rope doping, trying to survive. <laughs> get the last round with Apollo Creed or whoever. I, I don't have a problem with that, but I, I want to make sure that the people who are in the fight are talking, showing the fight, broadcasting the fight, letting the world see what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, we're, we're fighting in some club with like no one in the audience, and we're either going to win or lose, and it doesn't matter because no one saw the thing. Nobody played the cover to even get in, so it doesn't <laughs> even matter. You know, it's oh, a- that, that's one of the things that, that I think, you know, part of, part of this all feeds either into or feeds or is a result of, you know, a lot of this, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I totally think that, you know, vouchers and, um, for lack of a better word, privatization, and I know I'm not using that word necessarily in the same context a lot of people may be thinking, but by the same token, um, essentially, I think we get very comfortable and complacent and compliant, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, with when we are in a situation where certain entities govern how, frankly, the money that we receive is used, monitored, doled out, you know, whereas, like you were saying, you know, vouchers, yeah, bring them on. Because yeah. if you're all leaving, then we suck, like you said, you know, so we suck and we're either going to fail or we suck, we recognize that we're not doing good doing well we need to change our ways and get back those folks right yeah use it you know what it is it's free educational toasters test drive us you get your free educational <laughs> toaster so i mean you know i there mean you go. yeah I, I i've always thought when, when the vouchers first came up in 2000 you know the vouchers came up and everybody started panicking i thought the same thing i was like you know that's gonna be great because now I'm gonna have to compete for the money, and nothing nothing really drives anything forward than competition. Mm. If you gotta compete right. for, you know, so a, a little a little competition, a little shake up, a little little crisis, nothing mm. does it any better than that right there. Yeah, I agree. So, so let me dovetail on that. We were talking about launch me. One of the one of the central tenets of launch me is when we're talking to speakers and we're talking to teachers, 
one of the things we say is, if the people in front of you didn't have to be in front of you, would they be in front of you? Because people who've always had people who had to be there confuse themselves with people who are actually interesting to listen to. <laughs> if the yeah. people in front of you have the choice to get up and leave and they do, you're done, right? But we have a system that's had compulsion built into it. I have to be there, right? So because your class is mandatory, right? It's a required course. You have kids every semester and you think that's because they want to be there. Take away that have to be there and see if that class stays full. Right. I kind of like that because you have these crazy teachers who if, if the schedule ever permitted their classes would be full. Right, right. Full. The people don't have choices. Uh, so I'm okay for choices. I don't have a problem. It, I, I asked the school the other day, I said, if your school was a mall, right, and I drew a picture of their school as a mall, and I said, what's the anchor store? Well, the anchor store is a civics because everyone has to take it. Okay, let's pretend, let's pretend they don't need stuff from JCPenney. No one needs slacks anymore, okay? No one needs nylon slacks. Yeah. Now what's the anchor store? Well, the art teacher is crazy. Everyone likes him. Cool. Okay, so he's the anchor store. What's he doing to get people to come to his store? Well, he's interesting. He's always doing PR. The kids like him. He's personable. Okay, what if the other stores did that? Well, you know, they wouldn't. Okay, then, then your mall is bankrupt. Okay, mm. so let's start planning a mall that people want to come to and not just one anchor store, but, but actually every store. Right. right. So every store owner now has to start thinking about, yeah, how do I get curb appeal? How do I get people to want to come in? I'm sorry, but yes, kids might want to be interested before they walk in the door. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, that would be awesome. That would be no, we can't have that. You get radical on us now. But if my school does the mall thing and every store is hot and everyone wants to go there, but your store is like I don't know, it's it's you know still selling slacks, you know, and no one comes there. I want to beat you. You should be beaten. Right. Yes. Exactly. That's, 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 that's the American way. Exactly. Free market economy. <laughs> you know what? Well, you know, what's interesting about that is I also want it to be like, listen, I can go to this one store and get everything that I need. And a fraction of the time it takes me to shop anywhere else. Right, exactly. So that's right. the other part of getting kids excited. They can go, listen, I'm going to come in and get what I need. And when I get what I need, I'm going to move on to the next level. Right. I, I'm all I'm all for that. I'm for, well, I'm 16 and I did everything I needed to do. I'm ready to go code Ruby or I'm ready to go build T-shirts and sell them online. I think we, we've got to get our minds wrapped around the fact that it doesn't have to be. Well, you're going to be here till you're 18, so put that handcuff on your wrist. and. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, don't gnaw your arm off. Yeah. Right? Um, but let's pretend that, that I'm the history teacher, and I love history. I love all the nuance of history, right? So I'm really opening a curio, curio shop in the middle of a mall, and you can buy shoes over there, and you can buy the buckle is over there. Okay, so my job is to make history interesting. I had a college history teacher one time. I asked him how old his, his notes were he was reading from because they look like papyrus. <laughs> and he said, well, I wrote this thesis that I'm reading from in 1957. Oh, wow. I said, yeah. wow, I'm paying for a current education. <laughs> he said to me, history doesn't change. I said, the way you teach it might. No. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. If you can't make your stuff look interesting, why wouldn't you do that? If you still love it and you've continued to live long enough to translate what you love into current vernacular, right, right, yeah. if you haven't, then then I think that's the job is curb appeal, right? Yeah, right. Why? Yes. If you 
figure out why your curriculum should be interesting to a current human, then it's already over, right? Right. I mean, if you can't translate it. So I hope you have enough passion to be the Rosetta Stone uh, for your curriculum. <laughs> I see that you guys have stopped the car. Yeah, we're at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. we're actually at the hotel. Well, cool. You know, being the time manager that I am, that works out <laughs> beautiful for what we're doing here. So. I don't want to keep you any longer because now you got things to do and we got prep for Ty. So, um, hey, we got to go get. We got to get. Food. Are we going to broadcast from Ty? Uh, we can. Yeah, let's sure, talk some more about as this goes along. Yeah, and, we can. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just holler cool. at me. I've got all kinds of stuff I want to show you guys. I've got a uh, an Air Jams uh, guitar that just actually just went on Kickstarter, but I have an early preview oh, device. Hi. Uh, and you play guitar by just moving your wrist back and forth. I'm wearing one. Oh, right I saw it. Here. I saw it on your. I saw it on your tweet post. Yeah, your Twitter post. So I'm gonna do a video on that, but I'd love to just do a live version of that so you guys can kind of hear. Yeah. Put David on it since he's not. Yeah. You've not touched it, right? <laughs> no. It's brand new I, I, to you, right? Yeah. I've not touched. Wait, I touched it just now. <laughs> <laughs> You, you lingered though. That was weird. <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry you have to hang around with that door. <laughs> uh, it's good, Dave, not to have you in the studio today. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm picking on you. I'm just picking on you. Hey, um, uh, yeah. If you guys want to hook back up, David, just holler at to us and uh, yeah, man. We'll pop up yeah. tomorrow. We have a a few things. I got I got to do some fiber work, but uh, Friday, maybe yeah. Friday, last day. Yeah, that'll cool. be cool. We'll, we'll, we'll make some time for you guys. Hey, Kevin, we're, thanks a million for being on the show as usual. This is live right now, but it'll be archived, right? right yeah, yes. it'll be up in probably the next 30 minutes. So hit at Kevin Honeycutt. Make sure you hit me on Twitter so I can retweet that so people can see this crazy conversation that with a lot of fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah, we yeah. don't even crap. Hey, we're about to play your song, um, I Need My Teachers to Learn, if that's cool with you. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Honored. All right, man. Y'all have we'll a good one. Scott later. Okay, great to have you on the show. Take it easy. Right. Later. Bye-bye. So, yeah, I want to thank Kevin Honeycutt and David for uh, FaceTiming in with us and uh, being on the show. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, eats up a lot of time when you just start talking. <laughs> exactly. We you get know, on a roll. We you get me do. talking, I will never shut up. So, <laughs> so yeah, hey, now we're going to uh, we'll jump right out and listen to some music. This is Kevin Honeycutt with his song, um, I Need My Teachers to Learn. In the 27th row of her college class She was working real hard, trying to pass She studied all night for the test she took But she couldn't use the notes on her own MacBook He told them that note cards were the things they needed And he wouldn't change his mind, though she begged and pleaded The dark red F was no surprise As the tears formed in her eyes she said, kids are changing, any fool can tell And the ways that you teach them have to change as well You might not like it cause we grow up fast But prepare us for the future and not your past There's not one minute to burn I need my teachers to learn In detention hall there's a quiet young man with his head hung low, phone in his hand. He's asking his dad to feed his dog, cause he tried to post a story on his own blog. He was hoping that people would read his words, cause an audience of one seemed a bit absurd. 
Whatever happened to compromise? He said the school should realize. Kids are changing, any fool can tell. And the ways that you're teaching have to change as well. You might not like it because they grow up fast. But prepare them for the future, not your past. There's not one minute to burn. They need their teachers to learn. In a third grade room in a tiny town, there's a blue-eyed girl who's feeling down. She tried to bring her daddy to show and tell that he was gonna Skype them and wish them well. She showed them all the camera on her mom's netbook, but they wouldn't let her do it on a school network. The man in camo never called. He was blocked by a firewall. Things are changing, any fool can tell, and the ways that you're teaching have to change as well. You might not like it cause they grow up fast, but prepare them for the future and not your past. There's not one minute to burn. They need their teachers to learn. They need their teachers to learn. Blake Montgomery is a new young lawyer in Hope. He's located in the Bancorp South Building at 200 South Elm in downtown Hope. Blake is a Hope native and a graduate of the University of Arkansas. He is a general practice attorney providing solutions for legal needs. Blake offers assistance with contracts, real estate transactions, and other commercial issues. He can assist individuals with a will and or estate planning. Blake is proud to serve the citizens of Southwest Arkansas. Phone Blake at 777-6700. That's 777-6700. Blake Montgomery, attorney at law in the Bancorp South Building in downtown Hope. When you eyes the gaze upon me And your silhouette is near All I'll ask of you is to love me down, down, down With your mercy all around When your poetry is clear Throwing that word, oh, 
You listen to the Edutech Guys Radio, edutechguys.com, coming to you live from the uh, hidden cave in the Hope Public Schools <laughs> administration building, 117 East 2nd Street, downtown Hope. So if you want to come find us, <laughs> <laughs> just throw that out there. Hey, it was really great to have Kevin Honeycutt on the show, coming Absolutely. from a moving car, traveling from the airport in Little Rock to uh, Plummerville, Arkansas, which is right near Conway. If you might know where Conway is, University of Central Arkansas is in that city. It was great to have him on the show, and uh, you just heard uh, Kevin Honeycutt's I Need My Teachers to Learn, and you also heard Nick C, uh, Just Love Me, uh, great singer we always have on the show, because mm. he has good music, and he's David Trellative. So, um, yeah, it's been a great show. Uh, we have the last thing, the Google Trip uh, of the Week. Fish of the Week. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not the same without, you know, David. Yeah, David's not here to sing just, it, so it just kind of loses all awful. It's, it, 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 scrap it. Scrap the whole thing. Scrap the recording. We're, we're yeah, we're, we're quitting. Let's leave. <laughs> we're leaving the studio. Yeah, today's Google App Feature of the Week is a feature that was added to the Android and iPhone apps, and I'm sure will be coming to the web soon enough because that's just the way Google works. Um, it's for Google Calendar, and it's for scheduling those things that you try to work in around your other hard set scheduled stuff like exercise, um, things that you're trying to learn, personal improvement, that sort of thing. And it's uh, it's sort of a flexible scheduling uh, tool, so you can create a some some sort of event that you want to do, some exercise, learning some new skill, and then tell it the general time that you would like to perform this skill during the day, either in the morning or in the afternoon or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it will automatically fit in around your other 
calendar items. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, if you have something else that you need to add to that time slot that was automatically filled, you just put in a new calendar event, and it shuffles that act the uh, the Google activity that you the Google goal that you put in to another time slot. That's smooth. And if you can't make it that day for whatever reason for something that's not on the calendar, you can tell it, oh nope, not today, or you know put do it later, and it'll automatically move it down to a later time in the calendar. That's awesome. You know, I use Google Calendar on my iOS device. Mm. Love it, mm. and I love it because one of my favorite things it does is if it recognizes a term inside uh, whatever your goal or oh, event right, is, yeah. it cr it creates the graphic for it. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's a great feature. Yeah, that's a really neat feature. It's super handy for those things that you know you want to do, but you can't. You don't really want to sit down and hard schedule them every single yeah. day. Yeah. How does the Google Calendar app work on the the watch? Does it I work? I actually haven't used it yet. Okay. So I would not know, but I will yep. actually. I can that. tell you that I, I do use the Google Calendar app pretty much exclusively on my phone and my iPad, mm. and I love it. Uh, it's very. It's actually the coolest part is it's really easy to add something to. Mm. Big red plus button. Yeah, exactly. Choose what you want and drop it. That's exactly in. where the Google Goals is now. It's right under that big ad. I, I've seen button. it. In fact, I saw it yesterday. I was like Goals, so that's new, and I was like, well. This is Jeff. I have no goals. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. See, I was trying to get a, I was trying to get a highlighter thrown at me, which would probably happen if I didn't know anything. <laughs> They're all behind me right That's now. That's See, because I knew you couldn't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, once again, want to thank Kevin Honeycutt for coming on the show. Want to thank David for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, check us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can always listen to us at radio.edutechguys.com. This one will be up in just a bit as soon as we can upload it and get it all that good stuff done. It'll be on the podcast page at edutechguys.com. Follow us on Twitter at edutechguys. It's almost like we have a single brand or oh something. Oh my gosh, it, we're branded. <laughs> um, if you want to catch us on Instagram, which is a new one, we're at instagram.com slash... Edge of Tech Guys. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can also find us at facebook.com slash Edge Tech Guys. So, <laughs> we are the Edge of Tech Guys. Hey, it's been a great show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site is programmed for those of participants and not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.